1: Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dagwood Mills. Dagwood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International denomination, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and an author of several best-selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 500 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people
2: full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Daggy with Mills. That draws us to
3: Hallelujah. Oh, why don't you give the Lord a mighty shout of praise? Oh, I can't hear you, I can't hear you. Do it better for Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm not if you're expecting a miracle in your life. I'm if you're expecting God to move in a powerful way for you. Amen. The Bible says in Job chapter thirty-six, verse eleven, that if they obey and they serve Him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. How many of you want to be prosperous? How many, to, how many of you want to spend your years in pleasure? Yeah, we have to believe in the wisdom key God has given us, and God will bless us. Amen. Today's testimonies, we are going to hear amazing. Powerful miracles and breakthroughs people received as they obeyed and they served God in this house. Uh our, our upcoming swollen Sundays on the 10th of March. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. I thought you make a powerful shout of praise. It's a great opportunity for you to serve God, to be part of what God is doing in the house. And as you do that, I see you sharing a powerful testimony. If you believe it, shout here. Yeah. Alright, our first testimony is from Ebo. Put your hands together for him. As he shares with us what God has done for him. Do it better for him as he comes all the way. Wow. Tell us about what has God done for you. My name is James.
4: I'm a member of the Greater Love Choir. And I'm an instrumentalist. I play the flute. Yeah. My testimony is about how I became happy after the Salvation Sunday. Wow. Tell us about it. So prior to the Salvation Sunday, I was... I wasn't happy. I was unemployed after national service. Things were quite unstable at home. My relationship with my parents weren't quite okay. But I remember Reverend Joshua telling us that, go into a covenant with God and bring two people to the Salvation Sunday yes and also that, decem- was, that was so sunday last yes. december yes please okay yes so you so you did a covenant with the lord yes please okay so i went into the con i was so determined to go into this covenant and i wrote that i want to be happy that's all i wrote that's the prayer request you gave god exactly. that you want to be happy i want to be happy and what happened afterwards after bring so I was so determined to bring the people and I invited two people, one relative and a friend from Teshi. He brought one relative and a friend and a friend from Teshi. Wow! and What happened yeah. after this? <laughs> <laughs> and after bringing these people, I realized a change in my in my in my life. I got a, a miracle job that made
3: me happy. I'll give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Listen, if you don't have a job, you will not be a happy person, no. How many of you realize that if you don't have a job You will not be happy And he, he says when he finished school The cash flow from his parents ceased I realized that cash flow can cease And he wasn't having the job So he wasn't a happy person So he went into a covenant with God That on Swollen Sunday I will bring two people to church So he found a relative And a friend from Ashaman Where? <laughs> a friend from Teshi. And brought them practical. Are you saying that you cannot find two people in your whole life to bring to church? And what happened afterwards? You got a miracle job. I got a miracle job. And what else? And my daddy
4: who wasn't giving money for some time started so calling me a done every Monday, giving me strange money
3: every Monday. Oh, are you sitting down like that? Give the Lord a shout of praise. I see you receiving strange monies. Everybody shout strange monies and it's wow. and and so why even strange
4: manual when I'm sleeping at dawn, my daddy will call me take your money dawn, when I'm sleeping, it's not like I'm awake no, I'm asleep but I'm taking strange money. give the Lord a shout of praise so, but what do you have to say? so I want to encourage all of us that when we are giving instructions to win souls, to bring people let's obey them because the
3: Lord will bless us amen, amen, that was a powerful testimony let's welcome Esther Alote to share the second testimony Did it better for her If you obey and serve You know we don't serve God for things But we cannot deny the fact that If you serve the Lord He will bless Everybody say if you serve the Lord He will bless Esther share your testimony with us
5: My testimony is about how God helped me receive a miracle through the Salvation Sunday service. That was the
3: last willing Sunday. The last
5: willing Sunday.
3: Wow, tell us about it.
5: So prior to the service, Reverend Joshua shared from Prophet's book, it's a great thing to serve the Lord. And he challenged us to enter into a covenant with God and to bring people to church on that Sunday. So on the um, prayer request form, I wrote that God should help me pass all my exams. I, was, I had exams in January and I wrote that God should help me pass all God should help
3: you pass all your exams. Yes. Please. That means you're a student.
5: Yes, please. I'm in medical school in Kolebu. Okay. So um, prior to that, all my exams, I mean, I'll write like nine papers for a year. Then I'll pass five and refer in four. If I'm writing two, I'll pass one and refer in the other. Like that. So I wrote that as my prayer request and I believed it. So... Before on Solim Sunday? On, so on Sunday, usually my bus center, we bring six people eight ten but on that Sunday by the grace of God we managed to bring sixteen people Wow! yes so um, I, after that service I wrote the exam in January and then the results came out but it was just this morning that somebody reminded me that my prayer had actually been answered because I passed all the exams by the grace of God I passed everything I wrote six papers and I passed all six and I had three credits out of the six papers um I don't know you how know, long have you
3: been in Kolebu? I've
5: been in Kolebu for since MB two. Okay, so for four years now. For
3: four years. Yes. And you've never gone a semester where
5: no. you passed all your exams. There hasn't before? been any year where I've passed. You don't know, understand all why she will
3: write it straight. as a prayer request. Oh. I want to pass all my exams. Reverend Joshua, if this lady had met someone and asked them, what is the secret to passing all your exams? They'll say study hard, work hard go for lectures not knowing that if you obey and you serve the lord you will spend your
5: days in pleasure and your years in prosperity so is it a good thing to serve the lord it's a great blessing to serve the lord and i want to encourage everybody here to take the messages seriously know that when you serve god god will really bless you amen amen put
3: your hands together for that powerful testimony and let's welcome Vongai as she says without the third the third testimony do it better for her as she comes upstage Oh, I can't hear you. Hallelujah. Mongai, tell us what has God done for you?
6: Hallelujah. Amen. Um, uh, we came from Bangladesh. Uh, we came from Bangladesh with my husband, and we had the opportunity to meet the Prophet. And he prayed for us to have a baby, and instantly I was expecting that I'll have a baby the following month, and it didn't happen. So, then the following month at the Salvation Sunday uh, rally, that's when it started. And Reverend Joshua kept on encouraging us that we should serve the Lord; He'll bless us. And we were given some papers to write the covenant. So I remember the the the, the prophecy that the prophet said, and I wrote it, and I and I wrote the the. the um, The prayer request that I had, that God should bless me with the fruits of the womb. God should bless
3: you with the fruits of the womb. Yes, please. Wow. I wrote
6: that God should bless me with the fruits of the womb. And our target with my husband is a placenta leader. Your
3: husband is a placenta leader. Yes,
6: please. And I
3: was assisting him. You are the assistant placenta leader. Yes, please. Joy galore. Give the Lord a shout of praise. And okay, our target, target was, was 15. 15
6: people, yes, please. Our target was 15. So, by the grace of God, we we're able to bring 27 people in the month of December. When, in December, yes, when the uh swollen Sunday happened. And by the grace of God, that very same month, I missed my period.
3: You will miss your period. Give the Lord a shout of praise some people are still sitting down like that. Give the Lord a mighty shout of praise. Every prophecy, every promise. That has been spoken over your life. You can activate it. You can cause it to... You can speak. You can uh, receive your own prophecies in Jesus' name. Well, guys, so what do you right. have to say? I somebody?
6: really want to encourage people that people should take the swollen sunny that is coming. Seriously. And what is the next one? Do you know when the next one is coming up? Yes, I think on ten March. 10th March. So what is your I target? Cannot if wait. 27 can give you the fruit of the week. I cannot wait. Then how many are you planning to bring? I don't know. This time I'm going to go to... Uh, malls, wherever, to get souls because I have some prayer points that I want
3: to go to. Ah, do you have some prayer points? God will do every one of them. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. And let's welcome Pastor Bismarck, said, from UPS, Oh, do it better for him. Oh, I can't hear your claps. If you serve the Lord, he will bless you. Amen. Pastor Bismarck, tell us what has God done for you.
7: I want to testify. And to say thank you to God for blessing my wife and I with a land. Now, um, last year during the period where we're preparing towards the um, Soling Sunday, um, Reverend Joshua preached from Prophet's book. It is a great thing to serve the Lord, and he kept encouraging us to bring people to church. Now, prior to Soling Sunday, I'm a center pastor. My my basin on an average Sunday is 60. So, I encourage my members, my center leaders, that we should do more. We should swell as a center. And by the grace of God, we were able to bring um, 137 people to church on a swollen Sunday. You see, these
3: are the things we celebrate in this house. Because the Bible says that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And all other things will be added unto you. As we seek God and his work, expect... You know, when Jesus went to the... Um, when when John and and Peter were at the beautiful gate, the Bible says that the beggar stretched out his hand to receive something, so a lot of people come to church but they don't expect something from God and the Bible says that your expectation will not be cut off, as you work for God expect blessings in your life Amen, and what happened?
7: During um, the time Reverend Joshua asked us to enter into a covenant with God, I was sitting with two very good friends of mine and we are writing on the covenant form. Because I didn't want them to know, I had to come up with some code. So on the prayer form, I wrote CAST. But the A in the CAST meant accommodation. Because my wife and I were planning to build. Then that we brought the prayer, the request forward, and then we went. I was believing God for a land to even start the whole project. And just this Wednesday, my wife and I received a call. Somebody Asked us to come for a piece of land hundred by hundred, which was close to the roadside and very it was it's actually in the middle of Big town. impressed. Give the Lord a shout of praise. I see God coming through for you too. I see God doing a miracle for you too. Amen. Amen. So I want to encourage each and every one of us that on tenth March, if you have not brought anybody to church before, this tenth month is your time. You can bring somebody to church and expect God to answer your prayer.
3: Wow. Put your hands together for that powerful testimony. I see God coming through for you. The Bible says that if you serve the Lord your God, he will bless. Receive your blessings in Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout, Amen.
8: Jesus
2: Christ,
8: we are the
2: church,
8: we are his people, we are the ones who know the word of God, so let's start preaching, there's a choice we've got to make, Must give our eyes to him. We are the church. We are his people. We are the ones who know the word of God. So let's start preaching. See, there's a choice we've got to make to shine We've got to make To show God faith, oh yeah, to shine the light of God. It's true, we make a better world through Jesus Christ. You need to get up and shine the light of love It's true, will they come Start both servants. Oh, oh start both servants. I don't wanna hear those words. I wanna use my gifts. Oh, I wanna be a man about bearing much fruit, using my talents.
9: hallelujah are you excited to be in church today well did you enjoy the film stars did you enjoy the dancing stars did you enjoy the choir did you enjoy the testimonies were you blessed by ida well we've come to the best part of the service so if you enjoyed everything that has happened and you're going to love the next part our prophet is in the house this morning And the ministry of this prophet has changed my life And the life of many people here today And if you are here for the first time I have a good announcement for you It's your turn God is picking your life out of the miry clay And setting your feet on a rock to stand And if you feel ready Are you ready for a breakthrough? Are you ready for a word from God? Are you ready for something to spend you on? Then put your hands together Give the Lord a scream And help me welcome your father, my father, our prophet, Bishop, Dag, he won't is
2: impossible when you put your trust in God.
8: Nothing is impossible when you trust
9: in his word. I can you the voice of God to me. Is there anything too hard
4: for me? And put your trust in God alone
9: And rest upon His Word For everything, for everything Yes,
2: everything
4: is possible with God Nothing is impossible Nothing is impossible Trust me.
10: Father, thank you for the blessing of today, for guiding us, bringing us to this point. We are happy to be in your presence. Lead us, Holy Spirit, and manifest yourself to us. Thank you for your power that is released in our lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Beautiful. Now, God has decided to bless you today. And I know you are going to receive many of the blessings that He has for you. Amen. Turn with me to Isaiah 57. Just as a little bit of introduction here. Last week, one of our sisters and daughters passed away. Very sadly, Margaret Della Odum, and um, made us all very sad, very sudden, very unexpected. But in Isaiah fifty-seven, the Bible says, "The righteous perisheth." And no man layeth it to heart And merciful Men are taken away None considering That the righteous Is taken away From the evil to come He shall enter into peace And they shall rest in their beds Each one walking in his uprightness You know One of the things is that when you come to Serve God and you believe in God Certain things happen That Can Make you feel that The things you believe are not real And that is Part of Christian, the Christian race Because You see there are Spiritual exemptions and exceptions to many things. For instance, when the children of Israel went to the promised land, they were all given land. But the Levites were not given land. Because it said that their portion is the Lord. So what did that mean? It meant that everybody who had land, was supposed to give a city or two to the Levites. That's what it actually meant. When he said that the apportion is for the, is the Lord. it meant that those who had the official land were supposed to give to them. That was an exception. And then also, two and a half of the tribes were to occupy the West Bank. Or the west part of Jordan, which is now what we call the West Bank. You hear it in the news: West Bank, West Bank. Because the, the Jordan River is like is here, and on the west side of it, is west is the left, West Africa, the left side of it is was for two and a half of the tribes. So that was also an exception. And then, in addition to that, there were exemptions for there was a, some cities were named. As refuge cities. These cities where if somebody kills someone by mistake, and is the person whose relative or whatever is dead is chasing the person who did it to kill the person. If the person can run into that city, he'll be, he'll be saved. And they're not allowed to come and catch him there. So those are also special cities. So, what I'm saying is that we are crossing 70 with ease. And God has sometimes special exemptions for certain people for special reasons. Like John the Baptist, he was just about 30 years old when he ended his ministry and his life. Jesus Christ was just about 33 I know some churches say that oh, if you are not 70, you, your funeral will not be held in the church because you, have, you need to be 70. you know but you see in the Bible, you know somebody like Jesus wasn't even 30, uh, 40 years old and he ended his ministry. somebody like Methuselah, we don't know what he achieved even though he was so old. So the point that I'm making is that there is a way in which Events can make you not believe, but that should not be the case. Because generally speaking, those who have faith live longer. Generally speaking, if you have faith, you even scientific science has even proved those who go to church live longer than those who don't go to church. Those who pray live. It's in one of my books, uh, research from Reader's Digest. Those who pray. And then those who pray during surgery have a better outcome. And, and so on and so forth. So generally speaking, those who have faith for long life will experience long life, generally speaking. But of course, there are exceptions for very good reasons, which God alone knows. Hallelujah. And one day we will understand all mysteries. If God didn't have mysteries, he wouldn't be God. Yes. Yes. But our faith, we are not moved Yes, by what we see You must believe not what you see But you must believe what the word of God says We, we are not here to believe What we have experienced But we, we are here to believe What the word of God says And you must be More strong In your belief Now, this our sister makes She gave a testimony once She was in an Uber and there was an accident Isn't it? And she could have died. What happened? The, motos, the motor rider died. Yes. And she didn't die. So you see, well, sometimes when we are giving testimonies, you see people, we start, some people be sitting in chairs, say, oh, it's not a wild testimony, or oh, it's nothing, whatever. But in a case like this, you see that death can come, I mean, in just a second. A normal person, you can just, you can just be gone. So that is why we give thanks. And that is why we testify. And that is why we give glory to God for his deliverance from everything, no matter how small. For me, when I hear us testify, oh, I got a phone, I'm so happy. When I hear, so I got an iPad, or I got this, or my father gave me 50 CDs. To me, it is a great thing. Maybe you are not the type who needs such testimonies. But to me, it is a great thing. Because... Your father can easily not give you money It it, it is true or it is not true Raise your hand if you know that it is true Your father can easily decide not to give you money And then he can decide to give you money He can decide to give you a lot Or he can decide not to You know One day I went to see my father to ask him for Some land You know what he told me? He told me I have other children and that was the end of that land, and he never gave the land to me till he died. Up till today, I'm not enjoying that land. So we thank God for our sister Meg's life. I don't want her life to pass without us taking notes. I want to take notes of her because she's important to me too. Amen. Every little child here is important to me. All of you are important. I'm looking for that's why I started calling you stars. Because I'm looking forward to see you become great stars for the Lord. Hallelujah. And the mysteries of life are not going to confuse us. I was one time in Kenneth Higgins in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And Kenneth Higgins Jr. was talking. He said, look, he had a young pastor, 27 years old. He died. And we just mention it in Oklahoma. And he said it, it did not move him, and he will not be moved by those But There are mysterious things and there are things we don't understand. But I want you to know that generally speaking, if you believe, I've not all the faith people there can take Fred Price. You know, he's the one who wrote the book, name it and claim it. He he's now ninety plus struggling to die. He's struggling to die. Huh? No, that is not coming. You will struggle to die. So you must believe in God. And, I, and look at this verse again. It says, The righteous perisheth, and no man layeth to heart, it to heart, or no one thinks about it deeply. And merciful men are taken away, and none considering. That the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. Wow. So maybe there is some evil to come. And God says, you know, I'm going to exempt you from that evil. Verse 2. He shall enter into peace. And they shall rest in their beds. Each one walking in his uprightness. So we trust God. Yes. And we keep on pressing on to serve Him. And all that death will do to us and for us is to make us more conscious of eternity and more conscious of the reality that every day we live here is God's permission and God's blessing that allows us to, if it's even just a day, it is God's blessing and God's permission. Amen So I want you to know that you are all very important To God And you are important to the church You are important to me You know, you are important to uh, All that God is going to do In the future You are the future grown ups Tell your neighbor did, you, you didn't know that you are one of the future grown ups One uh, well, of the future grown ups yeah, Who are going to do great things For the Lord Hallelujah. Is it fantastic? Beautiful. Amen. So, I want us to just press on and uh, keep on believing God for all that he teaches us and all that he's telling us to do. It is well. Amen. How many are excited and refreshed? Amen. Soul winning. Part 3 And I'm preaching from my book Tell them 120 reasons And I'm on reason number 9 I'm not going to do all the 120 reasons But I'm going to do some of them As long as I feel like doing it I'll do it And you can't, you can't stop me Please How many have been enjoying the heat? Are you enjoying it? How many want God to send rain? When the rain comes, we'll be saying we don't want floods. The heat is not a small thing. It's as though God has decided to warm the F. This is February. We are yet to enter into Ocho Krikri. What is January in Ghana? Ahrabatan, which means Hamatan, and February is what? oflon which means what? Fresh. And then what is March Ocho kri kri, Which means what Sun is what What is sun Ocho krikri. Kri. Cho Is what Ben. Kri Kri is what Intensity Ocho krikri. Kri. Burning with Intensity that's the meaning of March in Ghana. And what is April? Abebe. What does it mean? The Abe. Abe is the corn. The what? Butterfly. Abebe. It means the butterfly has done what? It's their time. Okay. Butterfly sees it. And then May, Agbena. It means that what? The end of what? A season has come. And June is what? Otuquacha. It means that what? Go and do your research. All right. Those outside, are you with us? Let me hear a shout from those outside No, outside here, wait Outside on the canopies Are you there? Let me hear a shout Are you with us? Okay Concentrate and don't be on your phone When I'm preaching Anybody who sends a WhatsApp On your phone Expect the phone to either get lost This week Or to be cracked this week. If you send a message whilst, or you read any message whilst I'm preaching, this week I dispatch spiritual sparrows and crows to take your phone and crack it into three. In Jesus' name. Now, after church, when we close and you are able to control yourself, not sending message words and preaching, I dispatch spiritual doves to bring new phones to you. In Jesus' name, Amen. So it's your choice either a crow or a dove. Which one are you going to take? Very good. Now, you must become a soul winner because soul winning prevents you from polishing the same coins over and over. Polishing, more polishing of the same coins. In Luke 15, verse 8. So we are becoming soul winner to avoid the boring, monotonous polishing of the same coins over and over. Luke 15 verse 8 What woman having ten pieces of silver if she loses one piece does not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it. Verse 9 When she has found it She calleth her friends and her neighbors together, saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the peace which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, There is joy in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner that repenteth. Amen. Now, what you must understand is that we who are in the church today are the 99 coins, all right? Now, the, the one lost coin, that makes up a hundred. hundred is the number of completion, okay? We are complete. The whole, everybody is in. Everybody is intact. Now, what we are saying is that when we are here, we are the 99 of, of, of the 100, but there is a lost coin. Now, instead of people going out to win the lost, what do we do? What do we do? We take the 99 coins that have already been polished and we wrap them and wrap them. And rub them, and we keep polishing the same coins over and over and over and over again. Now, when you take um, Christianity, if you watch, you see what is what is the pastor doing? Is taking the same people that has been preached to that have been preached to. Through the same things that he has preached to them about. And he's counseling the same people that you preach to in the church on Sunday. You are calling them for counseling. You are doing marriage counseling. If you were to listen to the word, you will not need marriage counseling. If you listen to the preaching, you wouldn't need to be counseled in marriage. Yes. If you listen to and you take heed to what we are preaching, you wouldn't need to be marriage counselling. And you would behave well, especially in a 1st love church. Because here we don't praise any group. Yes, you you are a woman, we don't praise you here. We train you. We don't don't just praise girls. So, you are beautiful, you are this, you are that. No, it's just a show. We are not here to praise girls We are training We have more lady pastors than any church You don't get more ladies Promoted high In my ministry ladies are very high They have high ranks and high post positions Yes Go and find any other church which has that Yes Don't just make meat pies We are not here for meat pies You see other people making meat pies so we don't just praise you. We, we are rocking you so that you will be very beautiful and nice in reality. Are you enjoying the rocking? Yeah. So, you know, people just get polished over and over on the same issues. You get what I'm saying? And that's not what... It gets boring. And you know, that's why people are bored with church. It's the same thing over and over and over and over again. At a point, it's like, hey... Wait till man no see before. So it, it gets boring. And you see, when you do that, you, you miss the biggest part of Christianity. The nice part of Christianity is when you go out to win a soul. That's when all the Christian things you've learned, you start doing well. You know, I can I can tell you why people don't do well in school. They don't do well because they don't do The questions The past questions Yes You know They don't don't have the past questions You get what I'm saying Are you there There's more breeze in this area Is there a secret to the breeze That is going on here (laughs) You guys over here Are really struggling There's breeze here You may have to change your position to this side Anyway, you know, people don't do well in school because they, they, they just keep on reading over the same thing. The day you take a question and you start going through, you realize you don't know what you are reading. So, all of you who are in school, there is no need to go and study Apo, uh, go and get questions. Apo, the question that is coming, that's what I mean by Apo. But past questions, legal past questions, when you study them, it makes you understand what you are reading. And it guides you. I can tell you because I've been to medical school from 1982 to 1989. And I never failed any exam, even a minor exam. Not even a minor. I've never been referred and I've never failed before. And I've never been repeated before. I can tell you that i didn't even think about it when i hear people saying they they didn't pass then i realized that i I passed and i started by studying the past questions you see so there is always an element if you don't do it you can't pass yeah and if you don't have a good teacher you will never study past questions a good teacher will finish the syllabus quickly and start with the past questions and then he start, you start going through what you, what you think you've done and you start to see what he taught you first I and mean, you, you didn't even know why he was teaching you not knowing that it's very important and that is how soul winning is when you leave it out of your life and just keep on going over the same thing over the same i've read it 3 times i've read it 4 times you still don't get it it's when you go out soul winning that you start to understand the bible Yes, you start to understand when people challenge you and people resist and you go to a place and you pray and nobody can be healed. You understand Mark chapter 6, when in verse 2, Jesus went and he prayed for the people and they could not be healed, verse verse 3 and 4, Mark 6. He says, he could dare do no mighty works. He could dare do no mighty works. Yeah, verse 5. He couldn't. You'll understand there are different levels of receptivity. You'll understand the Bible when the Bible says Jesus began to upbraid, which is to rebuke and reprove the cities Chorazin and Bethsaida where he had done most of his major miracles. So he showed he didn't do miracles everywhere. But it's if you go around Preaching, you will realize that some places are more prone to receiving miracles. Yes, most of the Bible things you will not appreciate or understand until you start to do the work of God. When you go out to follow what God says, go ye into all the world, that's when you will understand that there, when we talk of people are lost. When we talk about how people are lost, you will not understand it until you go out. When I was driving from Senegal, Dakar, down through Gambia, I crossed a river, crossed a lake, and come down through Gambia to the southern part of um, Senegal, Zigginshaw, and there's a very southern corner called Capscaring, where the French have a special hotel and a special beach. You bow down your head in shame. You don't see a single church. You drive for hours. Bishop Eddie had the same experience. He told me. He was driving through. He said, You can't believe it. You can't believe it. No church, no God. It's amazing. So polishing the same coins, it makes you not understand the, the word of God. You know. So the day you step out and you start winning souls, just you just start. And win a soul. Try bringing somebody to church. You, you will now understand Christianity far better. It grounds you. Even with all your problems, you try winning a soul. And try winning souls. You, you will start to see even your problems. So many things change. Because it's not just the same useless polishing, but it is searching for the lost. Because I tell you, if you, you say you have a problem There are people who have If you have one problem, I will show you Somebody who has a hundred problems Your problem is nothing Just step out and see They are all there Yeah Somebody said he was He used to sit in the midst of smoke Where is he? First time. Where is he? He's not around He used to sit in the midst of smoke Smoking all the time Everybody around him was smoking. It, it is a small thing, if you know what people are doing. Sitting in a maze of smoke. People are, are wild. They say, oh, I, I had a, a boyfriend. People are not having, but people are being picked from the school. Night, every night, different people. They will never tell you what they are doing. They will never open up. People are prostitutes. They don't call themselves prostitutes, but they are prostitutes. In the school. there are still students at the same time. Lay prostitutes. I'm telling you. Every, you. You say you don't have money. You don't have money. So you got a problem. You should see what people are doing. People are thieves. In order to live. You don't have a problem. So Jesus said. There is much joy. Like your life changes. When I say joy. I mean your life changes. If you, if you suddenly become very happy, is it not a change? Is it not a good change? If you suddenly become very happy, something has changed. If you go and leave the 99 polished and look for the one that is really missing, instead of counseling, re-counseling, re-advising on the same topics over and over and over and over, the same Christians... Yes. And how monotonous. Monotony is something that kills. During the Second World War, when they caught certain high level intellectuals and scientists, they would put them in a prison and give them rocks to carry from here to here. So every day they'll carry this one here. Until they've moved all the stones To here When they finish they carry it back To this side Then from there They went mad Because monotony kills That's why you want children to sleep You put them in a car and start driving The gentle movement in the car They all sleep just now Those of you who are here to have children It's a secret to making your children sleep Receive first of all a car and then a husband and a wife and a child and a car. In Jesus' name. Yeah, you put them in the car. Say, we are going out. By the time you get to the junction, they are sleeping. Yes. Joshua, and Cole, this is what we used to do today. Yes. I know things. When you give somebody the same gentle, rocking movement like that, then you are left with, you know, just, it just keeps on the same thing, the same thing. That is why at a point in a church, you only have old people who are so traditional that they will never leave their church no matter what you do. Yes. And then you are left with traditional people who will never change their traditions and who want the same traditions. So that the church becomes small. If you go to Europe, I went to a church once. I asked the vicar who was living, the white man in Switzerland. He said, oh, we have only eight members. There's the 1,500-seater church in Zurich. He said, we have only eight members left. There are eight old ladies and men those, those who are left in the church. And they come to church every other week. They don't come every week. Yes. So you look at churches, and you see that it's left with elderly people, and elderly people form a very small percentage of the population. Yes. Not only in Ghana, in the whole world, elderly people are very few. Most people are below 30. I'm sure at Ghana, 60 to 70% of the population is below 30 and below. Yes. I don't know the figures, but it's something like that. So, you are left with only old people and traditional people who, who cannot be. I, I mean, one man said to me, I said to me, I am an Anglican and I will never change. And he told me, I will never be born again. I want you to know that I will never be born and I will never change. And I will never change my church. And I will never go to a church where I am older than the pastor. But you go to a doctor who is younger than you. And the dentist who can be your (laughs) daughter—true or not true? Do you want the First Love Church to be only full of traditional, traditional worshippers and people who are? I mean, you know, there's a point at which you can't change again. It's true—you can't change. I am this, and I am that forever. No, most of the people who God wants us to reach out to, they don't even know anything about church. They have nothing that they belong to. So we must leave the 99. And as a church, as Swollen Sunday, Swollen Sunday is which Sunday? Not this Sunday. I don't know what is the date. Three Sundays away. Yeah. We are all together. Moving towards a massive soul-winning effort is the first soul Sunday of the year. Yes, and we are leaving the ninety-nine. When you look at, turn to your neighbour say, Charlie, you are part of ninety-nine. I won't mind you again. I'm looking for real coins that are lost, lost coins. Those of you here, there, Charlie, I don't have time for you at all. Yeah. And the ninety-nine. Who are going to be saved. All right. They are young people. I can't lie to you. Yes. I always meet elderly people. Some of my age. And I ask, tell them about Christ. And you can see. So you, you don't worry. <laughs> oh you, you pray for us when you go. They have some funny comments. And say, all right. Okay. Okay. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Child, I hear you are doing some church thing there. No you are not bad. Pray for us. Is that not how they talk? The WhatsApp group of your school, the bad boys are still bad. The bad girls are still bad. They still don't go to church since whenever. The same. So if people are to be converted, it's going to be young people. So if you don't want like to work with young people, then you can't easily win souls. I tell you. You will be with the elderly people all the time. Yeah. You know, the Full Gospel Businessmen Fellowship, it was a special ministry that God raised up that were able to save grown-ups. Yes. It was quite unusual. And you see doctors and businessmen at a certain level being saved. It was an unusual ministry. But nowadays, we don't hear of them. Do they still exist? Yeah? I'm sure they do. It's not easy to not exist. Tell somebody, I am looking for one lost coin and I'm not interested in you anymore. I, I just need a lost coin. Number two, number ten. What did I say? Number ten. Ah, okay, number ten. We must be so winners to save people from building their houses in the sand. So that we save people from building their house on the sand. What, what do I mean by that? In Matthew chapter 7 and verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Amen. Your life must be built on a rock. Verse 25, the rain descended and the floods came and beat upon that house and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Verse 26, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened to a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. Verse 27, the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. You know, when my children were small, I used to like going to the beach and with the family and build houses. In the sand, sand castles. Hmm. With a moat, he's reminding me. Do you know what a moat is? It's like if you go to Amina Castle, you see there is a moat around the castle, water, and so you can enemies cannot cross. So I used to build these castles with the children, and we'll be there. And suddenly, ah, huh? around five. The water will come, and when it comes once, the beautiful castle that I built with my family, my children, is gone in one second. Yes. One wave takes it all away. That's a sand castle. That is a man who builds his house on the, on the sand. One event turns everything into nothing. Yes. One event. Makes your life nothing. Yeah. I always remember I had a word of knowledge. Shall I share you that word of? It was like a word of knowledge. You know, I was in uh, somewhere in Ghana and um, someone came to the house where I was staying and I wasn't there. So left a card and the card was the was I read the card when I came? So and so and so of such and such bank, gubligob bank. Okay, but when I was reading the card, it looked so beautiful. One of the top banks. It's still, it's not a collapsed bank. It's a, one of the top banks. When I read it, it looked so powerful. But then I heard a word from the Lord. This lady is the manager of a sand castle. That's the word I heard. She's a manager of a sandcastle. I was not surprised later she, she even left that job. But you see, what the Lord was showing me is that all the things we are doing in our life, they are sandcastles. Look, if you like, die. Try it. And see. Only that you can't come back. That's the main problem. Try dying and see. But even look at the people who die. And who died in the Lord? Yes. You know, like I mentioned Meg's name today. Many people, you see, maybe you've not been to enough funerals. When you go to funeral, there are things, nobody has anything to say. Yeah. Nobody knows you. Because you are never into the work of God, never into church. Yes. But as you cross into eternity, you see the things you did. For eternity, those are the things that count. Hallelujah. Now, I'll tell you, one day we had in our church, and he was not really a church member. It is his wife who was a church member. But when he died, his wife came to see me. You know, please, can we have my husband's funeral in the church? I said, oh, no problem, we can do it, and I will, I will do everything because of you. I'll do everything for you. So they came. He had he never came to church. So when they came, when it was time for tributes, hey, he has worked in the United Nations, this country, in this office, in that very long. day, Many things that he has he has he has done. So we, we were just sitting there because we were not really. Controlling the tributes and whatever they want to do, I say, I'm here to do whatever you want to do as a pastor. So do your tributes, do everything. Whilst they were doing the tributes, the family themselves, they you know, it's not necessary. So I was thinking, so the, the part when he was in Brazil, the part when he was here, when he did this, they said oh, we should skip all. I tell you, they skip all and came to the end so later i was thinking that if even on earth they are skipping the things eh, like on a john they are skipping the thing they say shall it flash through the thing fast forward on earth oh, your job the things you did you were here you were here you were here i didn't fast forward it because i was i was just doing a favor to the family Yes, the family members came to fast forward it. All oh, these are not... I said, "Hey." So, when I say a manager of a sandcastle, I'm saying that one wind, one sea, one wave, one thing. When it comes, neutralize everything you have ever done. But you see, what the, there are many crises that can come to your life, but the greatest crisis and the greatest wind. And the greatest storm that can ever come to your life is one storm. Is the storm of death. You know, there are many storms. Maybe all your chickens will die. You get what I'm saying? Or oh, somebody will die in your life. Or oh, there will be a sickness. Oh, these are all storms. But there is the big storm. And it comes to everybody. Look at uh, verse, 20, uh, verse 24, 25. It says that the man who built his house on a rock look at the adjectives of the rain and the wind you see, the man who built his house on the rock the rain descended, the floods came and the winds blew and it fell not but you see, in I think in Luke it gives the adjective, it says the winds blew vehemently yes, and it describes the wind vehemently so the same adjective that is used for the man who built his house on a rock is the same adjective that is used for the man who built his house on the sand. So it means that those who build on the sand and those who build on the rock they experience the same vehemently blue. Okay, okay. Have you found my vehemently? <laughs> Luke six forty eight He that heareth and doeth not is like a man without a foundation that built against the stream which did beat vehemently and it immediately fell. But in 48 also, it's like a man who built his house that deep and the same stream beat vehemently. So whether you are a Christian or not, the storms of life are almost the same. It's the survival. It's the survival. And if you are not into the world, you don't know God. You are just building on the sand. And when the storm comes in life, you have no no defense. And if the real storm, the big one, the big one comes, ah, you have nothing to answer. Yes. So, death is the big storm. And when death comes, whether you are young, whether you are old, you must be ready. If that storm, if God has chosen that you are one of the people that he has exempted from laboring until you are an old man to say that the evil days have come. That he's exempted you from evil days. He's only giving you youthful days. Good days. And even he's exempted you from a painful death. Because our little sister who died she died instantly. She will never have even a thought that she's going to die. Yeah, it will never occur to you that I'll die in this afternoon. Never. It can occur to you. Do you know the torment people have when they are told you have six months to live? Do you know the torment? Do you know the torment people have when they have been sentenced to death? You have no idea. So, ladies and gentlemen, people are building their house on the sand. When you don't know God, you don't know Jesus. So, I'm getting my master's, then I'm getting my PhD, then I'm getting this. It's nice sounding. But in the day that the storm blows, when you don't know Jesus, there's nothing left. Our missionaries in Jamaica, Bishop David, before he became a bishop, he was in the house when a, a hurricane came. And I tell you, I, I was in Barbados recently for a camp meeting, and uh, the wind was blowing into the hotel room. I mean, the strength of the wind. I said, I cannot imagine what a, a hurricane is in these islands. But the rain, the wind came and removed. They were standing in their room when suddenly the roof was removed, and they were looking at the stars straight ahead. That is what it means when the, the storm comes. Your life is changing right there and then. So I, pre- I predict over your life that as you have built your house on a rock. Are you listening to me? When the storm comes, in fact, you will be looking even smarter and cleaner after the water goes away. Amen. Yes, that's what the storm does. To someone who is built on a, on a rock You actually look nicer When you go to Mampong The buildings all look nicer after the rain Because it's all stones So we, we built it in such a way That it just gets a nice washing Yeah It just gets washed all the time Your life will be nicer after the storm Your, your things about you Will be stronger and more solid And people admire you more Because you don't come toppling down when the storm comes your way. So we are going out. To talk to people who are building. All that they are doing is building on the sand. Sand castles. Businesses. Banks. And all these things which are gone in just one wave. Look at the wave that was blowing in Ghana. Banks were just going down. People with shiny cars and shiny buildings. And I, I, I think that probably the government has intervened in a way. Because to me, more of them Sounded like the ones which went down I, I'm, I, I'm surprised That some of them more didn't go down But probably the government has been There will oh, be no bank left in Ghana If they are to allow Things to go on Yeah So my friend No more sand castle for you Solid as a rock Solid as a rock Standing on Jesus Amen. And we are, we are bringing people out of the sand. And we are telling them, listen, let me tell you something. You need God. You need Jesus. You need to be on a solid rock. Yes. And you know, one day people are going to listen to you preaching and they wonder whether you are a very old man. And they say, ah, a young boy like this, how do you know all these things? Huh. It's the word of God that makes you wise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number 11, or the third point for today. You must be a soul winner because soul winning helps you to avoid a false balance. A false balance. A false balance is an abomination to God. Proverbs 11, verse 1. A false balance. Now, what is a false balance? A false balance is where things are not balanced. There is more on this side and very little on this side. If the world, are you listening to me? If the world was like a log, a log of timber, alright, and the pastors and the Christians were trying to lift the log. You would see that all of them have gathered around one corner of the log and are lifting it up. But there's maybe only one person on this side. And everybody else is lifting And That place is very high. And this side is not lifted. So it's falsely balanced or not well balanced. Now, When you look at Christian activities They are not balanced If you look in Ghana Every day there is a convention Every day there is a prophetic oil Summit of something And what? 21 days to do what? Prayer, seminar, breakthrough Crossover with no carryover Marketplace for saints and what the, tell me the programs you people know season for your babies. No more lack kingdom prosperity. This nonsense must stop. Son of man prophesy. Son of man prophesy. What?
7: Breaking the, pot.
10: breaking the pot. I don't understand that one. Breaking the pot of the witches. Breaking the pot of the witches. Yes.
7: The witchcraft, they have pots.
10: Witchcraft have pots and the, the prophets are breaking the pot of the witches. Let the prophets speak. Breaking the yokes. Taking up prophetic mantles. Is there a balm in Gilead? Empowered to prosper Breaking satanic altars Tomorrow by this time Uh, There's a program called tomorrow by this time Breaking generational curses Operation 5000 babies Prison break (laughs) Marriage now Go and what? Go and tell Eh Ahab Elijah is here. ( smoothie) Innovations (sighs) for evasions. (inaudible) Demons funeral service. Demon funeral service. (inaudible) Auntie must die. Goliath must die. Let's cross, Let's cross the Red Sea. Now, all the programs that have been mentioned, none of them have to do with souls or those who are not saved. All of them have to do with us. For us, Operation 5000 Babies is for us, Christian babies. Breaking satanic altars is altars which are affecting Christians. And what again? Who is holding my husband? It has to do with Christian husbands being released for Christian wives. 5,000 babies have to do with Christian babies for belie- believers. Kingdom business. Marketplace Christianity. Christianity. It has to do with believers entering the marketplace, the banks, the uh, the stock exchange, uh, the, the, the 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 chartered businesses, the connecting the politics and affecting the politics and the business of the world today. Influence, dominion. If I be a man of God. Wow. But what about the people who don't know Jesus? There's nothing for them. And you see, a false balance is an abomination. Now, we need all these programs. And I want you to write down the name of all so that one day I can also hold some of these programs. One of these programs. Go and tell Ahab Elijah is here. I'd like to have such a program. Yes. Release my wife. Husbands, come now. Yes, yeah, so please make a note of all these programs. We need them. We want them. But it is a false balance. Because there is nothing for the lost. When I became a Christian, there were crusades. I remember going to Presec as Bishop was preaching at the crusade. Many souls got saved. I saw him preaching at Commonwealth Hall. Souls got saved. That's when Reverend Eastwood got saved. If he hadn't gone, the Reverend Eastwood may not be a Christian. I'm telling you. You see, and you see, you, 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 so you sometimes wonder why we are praying so much for money. We are asking God so much for things. And it doesn't seem that those things are coming. When we want from God. Because he hates the false balance. Everything is bad. And we are few. We are, we are the salt of the earth. We are few. Many are called, but few are chosen. And the world is plenty. And here we are focusing on ourselves. And as we look at ourselves, we can see. People don't have husbands. People don't have children. People don't have jobs. People don't have money. People are sick. People have... Every problem you are mentioning, we have it in the church. It hasn't gone. So it is time for us to arise and do what is right. Because it's an abomination. It may not be an abomination to you, but it's an abomination to God. And he looks at the church and he says, the church, my church is now an abominable church. Yes. My church is now an abominable church. That's why I say we've never seen a larger group of beggars than the church. We are always begging for money. Always begging for money. Yes. Always looking for more money. Let us stop looking for money for babies, for children, for houses, for husbands. Let's start looking for souls. And let's see what God can do for you. Yes. So that the abomination will go away from us. How many want the abomination to clear up the system? Yes. Yes. Number 12 You must We must become soul winners Alright So that The Lord Will not send us out Soul winning through trouble I want somebody to read Acts chapter 8 Verse 1 to 4 Somebody with a A bible
9: And a microphone Acts chapter 8, verse 1. Slowly. And Saul was consenting unto his death. Saul was consenting unto his death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And there, there was a what?
10: A great persecution. How many want a great persecution? God forbid. God forbid.
9: God forbid. Carry on. And they were all scattered abroad Throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria Except the apostles They were all scattered Do you want to be scattered? No Verse Hello two.
10: guys outside, I've come to visit you Are you, are you part of us? Yes. Are you listening to the message? Yes. Okay, carry on Verse 2 and devout, you thought I, I couldn't come there. I saw winner. There is nowhere he can't go.
9: <laughs> All right, carry on. Verse two. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial, and made great lamentation over him. Mm. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing, hailing, hailing every man, hailing men and women, committed them. Uh, and healing men and women committed them to prison. Verse 4. Therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. They that were scattered abroad went
10: everywhere preaching the word. Amen. Look at verse 1 again. Can you see this? It says, Saul was consenting to the death of Stephen. Okay? Okay? Now Stephen was dead Now he started to persecute Verse 2 Devout men went So there was a funeral Then verse 3 And Saul made havoc Of the church This is the church at Jerusalem Jesus had told them Go ye into all the world They were not going to any world they were not going to where? Any world? No, I have no vision to go to no world. I'm not going to no world to do no no evangelism. I'm okay right here in Jerusalem. Huh? Jerusalem is good for me. My family is here. We're doing an outdooring next week. We are engaging next week and we are getting married. June. We are, getting, we are having a June wedding. A rainy wedding. Wow. There's a mall in Jerusalem. Why should I go where there's no mall? Antioch and those places, they don't have shopping malls. Sure. I should go to which world? I'm not going to no world. There's no airport there. We don't fly there, we don't go there. You don't fly, we don't go. Verse 4. And therefore, they that were scattered abroad went everywhere preaching the word. Now, there are many ways to scatter people. Yes. Yes. One way is for the people to intentionally go. That's the simplest, easy way. But if you look carefully, you see that human populations have been scattered by various reasons. For various reasons. You have a lot of population of Ghanaians and Nigerians all over the world. If you go to Tel Aviv, you have Pentecost and other Ghanaian churches. In Israel Yes At least Pentecost they will will be there Yes Germany, Italy, Holland, Norway, Denmark Pakistan, Pakistan, India Everywhere We are there What is it that moved us God swear my, My son, my son go No My son, my son go to all the world No, no way Money Starvation Ghanaians have learned to travel Long time ago Because you see We started independence 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 started with Ghana And with independence and mismanagement We were leading So crisis was created In Ghana and Nigeria Early So we became Travelers on morning, Yeah. Sierra Leone and others where they have the wars, those wars are recent, recent eh? 1989. We are talking of 1957. So we are veteran travelers. But we were not made to travel because we were given a word from God. And God said, my son, my son, oh, Ghanaian, go into all the world. No. Havoc. Problems. Revolution. Persecution. When you go to California, the Nigerians that are in California, you think you are in Nigeria. Yes. You can have big churches as though you are in Lagos. Yes. Plenty. Everywhere. I went to Italy, some hostels, about four floors, very vast. Ghanaians from Mankesim, from, I mean, uh, they are from, I mean, at the back. Especially the Bronx Apo region, they are more. When you go to Canada, Toronto, Northness, Ghanaian Northness, more. They, they, they like Toronto, they like Canada. Northness. Yes. Many. I know things. You know, one day uh, there was a little boy, six years old. He told his mother, Mommy, you think I don't know things? Yeah. I noticed. Yes. So, what I'm telling you is that we have not spread around the world because God sent us. We went because trouble sent us. Now, when you go to America, England, the Caribbean, you see black people. Did they go there because they wanted to go there? No, no, no. They went as slaves. All the ships full from Elmina. full up. They died on the sea. And maybe it was God's provision, I don't know, like Joseph, to save some people. Because today, the black Americans, they form, if the black Americans come together, I heard some time ago, the eighth richest country in the world. Yeah, that's, that's big. Or oh, the biggest economy. And, and they are paid so highly, unreasonably highly, probably a divine way of paying them back for the slavery. Wow. That's why you see one baseball player, one black basketball player, the amount that they pay them, it's almost as you don't even understand why. They are paying so much, back pay the black people back. American football. It's amazing, back pay. Go to Brazil, all over there, are black people, plenty. What I'm trying to say is that there are ways to spread people. How do you want God to spread you? Huh? I hope you understand why I send missionaries to Senegal and to Nigeria and to Benin and to Haiti. I had to extract my missionary from Haiti at the last moment under gunfire and whatever Two days ago. Yeah, they were shooting. Shooting, they are overthrowing their government. He had to escape with it. I, he said he's sending his wife, I said, no. You, everybody to the embassy, to out. No. If you go, you'll see, you'll understand. Why? But it is better for us to obey God. It's better for us to take our money and try to plant churches. And try to send my young men as missionaries to the world than to wait for some other thing to come and send you. Yes, there are many ways you can be sent, and the church in Acts was sent not by their own will; trouble sent them. That's why I say to you, eh, don't wait until you are sick. Don't wait till something bad is happening. Say God, and you can say. God has spoken to me. (laughs) I can't say no any longer. I can't say no, God. No. Say yes when you are well, when you are okay, when everything is normal, when God calls you, when you are fresh. When you are nice, when you are handsome, when you are beautiful, when you have intelligence, when you are going to school, when everything is okay, say yes. Say yes. Let's spend our money when we are well to do His work and to do His will. Don't wait for something before you say, God has spoken to me finally. not spoken to you. He speaks to you at the very beginning. Everybody, turn your Bible to Acts chapter 9. You don't have Bible. Acts chapter 9 verse 1. And Saul. Are you watching? Saul was breathing. Curses. Threatenings. And slaughter. Amen. Amen. I'm ending with this. Watch this. Saul was breathing threatenings, slaughter against the disciples of the Lord. Went on to the high priest. And what did he do? And he desired letters to Damascus, to the synagogue. By the way, when we go to Israel, yeah. we will climb up the Golan Heights, that is near Galilee. When you stand there, then you the point this way. That's Damascus. So you understand where Paul went when Paul was going to Damascus. That's the road to Damascus. How many want to see the road to Dama- Damascus? Beautiful. I see you in Israel somehow. To yeah. ah, so happen practically. And he desired of him letters to the synagogue that if you could find any of this way, man or woman, bring them bound to Jerusalem. Wow! Verse 3. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus. And suddenly there shined about him a light from heaven. Hmm. You are lucky, Paul, that you saw a light from heaven. Some people don't get such a chance. Oh. Paul, oh, you're lucky. Wah, wow, you? How many agree that Paul is really lucky about to get such a light from heaven? Ah. Anyway, he wrote a lot of letters, so. Verse 4. Are you watching? This is you too. Um, this is you. Put your name there. And when he fell to death, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, what is wrong with you, man? What's going on? I mean, why are you... So feverish about what you are doing. Are you mad? Are you you crazy? Why are you persecuting me, God? People think they are fighting the church. They think they are fighting with man. They don't know that they are fighting with God. God will visit you. when he visits you, you'll be shocked at what will happen to you. He fell to the earth. He would have gone into the ground. He would have gone unconscious. His head would have knocked on the floor. I've ridden horses before. His head, we had a, we had a, a jockey called Adama. He was riding on the race course. He came off the horse. That was it. Oh, 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 he, he never woke up. Yes. You saw, you are lucky. He fell to the ground and you, you, you woke up. Only that he couldn't see. From the head injury. Yes. Doctor, can a head injury give you? Blindness? Yes. Huh? Yes, it can do that. Any other doctor to confirm? Do- doctor, can a head injury give you blindness?
1: Yes, it can. Yeah.
10: Uh, any other doctor here?
1: Yes, it
7: can. Doctor Joel. Yes, can. Doctor Joel. <laughs> Yes, it can. Doctor, can it give you a blindness? Yes, it can. From. From what? From bleeding into the brain, some particular part of the brain.
10: Another doctor here? Yes, it can. Yes. yes, it can. Can it give you blindness? It can, <laughs> Oh, I have so many doctors here. The whole row is full of doctors. A- American doctor, can it give you blindness?
1: Definitely it can. Occipital low bleeding.
10: Occipital low bleeding. Not words, so These are real words. <laughs> Verse 5. And he said, who art, who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. Underline what, who art thou, Lord? Two questions you must ask when you get saved. One is, who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? Underline, who art thou, Lord? Two questions you must ask when you are saved. This is another reason why you must be a soul winner. Because you must ask the right question. Verse 6. Notice. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord. Lord, what will thou have me to do? This are what you should be asking God. What will you have me to do? And the Lord said in my eyes, go to the city. It shall be told thee what thou must do. So underline it. Lord, what will thou have me to do? This is the question you must ask God. Lord, what will you have me to do? Not Lord, what will you do for me? The whole church is asking, Lord, what will you do for me? Lord, will you give me a husband? Will you give me a wife? Will you give me a car? Will you give me this? No. What will you have me to do? What do you want to do with me? What do you want me to do? That's what you should be asking God. Not, Lord, God, what are you going to give me? What are you going to have me? God, what God wants you to do is what you must do with your life. Who art thou? I want to know who you are. I want to know you. You see, later on, he said that I may know thee. Yes, you see, this quest has these two segments. Who are you? I want to know you, God. And the second part is, what will you have me to do? Since God saved me, I've been asking him, what will you have me to do? What do you want me to do? And I'm here to tell you what God wants you to do. One of the big things is to save somebody. Save souls. Use your life to bring... People to God and to Christ and to the church. You see, we are not just saving souls to write on a list. We are we are expanding to twenty. Maybe you don't understand. Oh, twenty thousand people in church on Sunday. Yes, it, 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 we are not. We are not talking about even ten thousand. The vision has actually changed. Physical, human, real, handable, touchable human members, souls. 20,000. Yes. And we will see it practically. Amen. Yes. What will you have me to do? Instead of asking, Jehovah, touch me don't let me go empty handed. Don't let me go empty handed, oh Lord. What will you do for me today, oh? oh, oh, oh. Do something new in my life. Something new. What will you do in my life? It's what will you have me to do? He never asked for anything. Never wanted anything extra. He wanted to know what he was supposed to do. Instantly, when you are saved, should be the question on everyone's mind. What will you have me to do? What do you want me to do? That's all I want to do. That's why Paul was Paul. That's why he was so great. Because he was thinking correctly. One lady was made the pastor's wife. She, she, She married the pastor. And I think, I don't know whether he was made a bishop or something. All she was concerned about was the dress she will wear on Sunday, and how to dress on Sunday. Now, don't say, "Oh, I said like, as if, as if it's, the girls will not be thinking about what to wear as the bishop's wife, the pastor's wife." That's how they think, you know. So it's like I'm trying to tell you that many people—that's the first thing that occurs: to me, what I have to wear, what I have to dress, and the hair I have to do, and how to sit there, and how to look, and all that. That's how people think. Why do you think that way? What will you have me to do? To do. The word is do. 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 What do you want me to do, Lord? What do you want to do with me? That's all I want to know. And when we do that, and when we follow him, our lives change. Our lives change. What what do you have me to do? I'm ready to live in Nigeria if God wants me to live in Nigeria. I'm ready to live in Senegal. I'm ready to go to any place. I'm ready to be married, to be unmarried. Anything that he wants for me, I I prefer it. If he wants me to be a kebab that he turns in a fire and it makes him happy, I'd like to be that kebab. I don't know about you, but I'd like to please him. What will you have me to do is the only reasonable response. Look at it. He trembling and astonished said, Lord, you are Jesus. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? This is what changes a person's life. The false balance and the abomination that has been released, the foul smell that comes from the church, the smell of Begging, crying, selfish Christians who have no thought for what God wants. It's an abomination to God. It's a false balance. It's not that he doesn't do things. Look. Look at Luke 11, verse 1. I'll show you something. Look at it, please. We are are ending, but I might as well show you. He said, disciples can say, teach us to pray. On a morning, John, verse 2. Then he said, Our Father, which are in heaven. Three. He was there, but they continue four, five, six. Now he said, Which of you? Verse five has a friend eh? shall go to him at midnight and say, Friend, lend me three loaves. Eh? For a friend of mine in his journey has come. And I have nothing to set before him. Okay? And he from within shall say, Ah, trouble me not, the door is shut, my children are with me, I cannot rise. Verse 8. But I say to you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend. Because of his importunity, shamelessness, Anadea. You know, when I read this scripture, the, Lord, the Holy Spirit told me, you see, I answer prayers which are not big things. I just need some bread to save me from some small embarrassment. I answer such prayers for my children. Yeah, I answer such Because, I mean, if they hadn't gotten at midnight, I mean, a lot of people don't eat late. It means midnight, what bread again are we going to serve at this time? On a boning Or you don't own a boning What are you going to do at midnight? So God answers minor things that you think are not things. Then look at Luke 18. 1. 18 1. He spoke a parable that people should always pray. Look at this one. This one is different. This one is more serious. There was a judge. He didn't fear God. Verse 3. Now there was a widow. See somebody's husband is dead. Though. Death has come in. Then she came avenge me. So revenge. That's it's a higher thing. Somebody has done her strong evil and now she's praying about it. So you see that God answers serious issues, serious. And then other minor issues like bread in the night, midnight, we almost don't need to be answered. He answers all, and he's telling you that I answer prayers of higher levels and lower levels. This is how I am. This is how God is. But you must have his heart. Because he is, he will give you everything. It's not against things. No. He will answer every prayer. The so called important and the frivolous things. How many have some frivolous things you want? You know, sometimes it sounds frivolous to you, to, to somebody, but it's very important to you. Maybe that guy was a real joy in prayer person. Like to, to embarrass him, be embarrassed in the evening like that, he will not like it at all. You know, people who are very really good at, very important about giving a good impression. Is the person next to you the type that wants to really give a good impression? Like you can see from the person's dressing and the makeup and the things and all the things. Please don't be shy. Look to the left and the right. Greater Love Club and all the other people. Please, Ivy, is she the type who is into? She's okay. Easy going. I see God answering your prayers. Lift your right hand like this and say, Lord, Lord what will you have me to do? Lord, me to do. Wow. wow. It's a
2: blessing.
10: What a question. What a question. Now, Lord, what will you give me today? Yeah. What do you have in your bag for me? Yeah. <sighs> Lord, what will you have me to do? What do you want me to do? A small girl like me, what do you want me to do? You'll be surprised at what he he will have for you to do. You'll be surprised. You'll be surprised that he has something wonderful for you to do. Maybe he wants you to marry his servant. And give his servant an Italian massage. And make a Spanish omelet for him. With some French bread. And some Ghanaian pepper. How many sisters would like God to tell you to Marry one of his servants Only three people here Father let these three people receive And the rest have lifted Look at that they have now lifted their hands Three more weddings Ask your neighbor "Neighbor, What does God want you to do Do you know what God wants you to do Wow God is going to use you to do great things. Stand to your feet, everybody. Father, we thank you for the blessing of your holy word. Your endless word, which goes from end to end, never ends. We love you. We thank you and we praise you in the name of Jesus Christ. We lift our hands and we say, Lord, what will you have us to do? We want to do it. We will do it with all our hearts. We give you praise. We give you thanks. I thank you for every young person here. We have decided to serve you with all our hearts. To serve you, to follow you to obey you. We give you thanks and we give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. We give ourselves to you. Just give yourself to the Lord. Give yourself to the Lord. Lord, what will you have me to do? Who art thou, Lord? Who art thou, Lord? What will you have me to do? What do you want me to do? What will thou have me to do? I give myself to you, Lord, to do your perfect will. Thank you for the opportunity to win souls. One member, two souls. The great invitation. Thank you for this great blessing. We love you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving, Lord. Amen. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here, you want to give your life to God. God, somebody invited you to church, you want to be born again. If you are here like that, raise up your right hand. I'm going to just pray with you. You want to give your heart to Jesus. Raise your right hand as we close the service. God bless you. Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus to change me today. You know, Jesus is arresting you like he arrested Paul on the way to Damascus. And he said, Hey, Saul, Saul, God knows your name, huh? Eh? You know, like, like how he knows the name of uh, Saul. He knows your name. Robert, John, Kweku, Sophia, he knows your name. Susie, Lucy, Richard, he knows you. He knows you by name. If you are here, Pastor, I need God. Jesus is calling you then lift your right hand up high. I'm going to pray with you as we close. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God. If you've lifted your hand, you want to give your life to God, come to me with your hand lifted up. Come here to the front here. I want to pray with you. Come on
8: to Jesus.
10: Come on, my friend. Come to God. Give your life to him. Come on, my friend, from wherever you are standing. Come to Jesus. Jesus knows your name. He said, Saul, Saul, Saul. I know you, Saul. What are you doing? Jesus is calling you today. Lift your hands up like this. Close your eyes and say this prayer with me. Say Jesus. I can't hear you say Jesus. Thank you for today. Please forgive me for my sins. I give my heart to God. I'm sorry for all my sins. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Have mercy on me. No, say it from your heart. Say, Jesus, wash me with the blood of Jesus. My Lord, cleanse me from my sins. I am a sinner. I know I am a sinner. Have mercy on me. Today, I open my heart. Say, I open my heart. And I receive Jesus Christ. I receive Jesus Christ. I receive Jesus Christ. I receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. I love you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Now, lift only your right hand like this. Say after me, Satan. Satan, Satan. Satan. in the name of Jesus, I bind you from today. I will not follow you again I will not obey you again I belong to God In Jesus name Now lift your two hands like this And say Jesus I love you From today I will serve you With all my heart And with all my strength In Jesus name Amen Hallelujah 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 God bless you. I want to give you one of my books as a gift. Hello. When you go home today and they ask you, what did you get? You got a book. This book costs 40 CDs, 45 CDs, but it is free for you. Only those of you here. These people are not getting. What's your name? Daniel. Now, all of you in front here, this is your day of salvation. Amen. What's your name? Jima? God is saving you, Jima. I say, God is saving you. God is changing you. Amen. And from today, this is your church. You must come here every day. Why? Because you are born again. The house you are born is your house. I was born in my father's house and I'm in that house. Amen. Amen. Say, I am born again. again. I can't hear you. Say, "I I am born again. I am born again. Today. In this house, I will stay here in Jesus' name, amen. How many of you are going to come to church again next week? Raise your hand next week. All of you must come. I'm giving you this, but this is your ticket for next week, amen. God bless you. Now, when we close, all of you come to this place. You see, they are printing salvation corner in the roof. Yes, come there. Ah, when you come there. I myself will come to pray with you. If you don't see me, don't go home. So you come there and I'll come there to pray for you. Just a prayer. Do you like me to pray for you? I want to pray for you before you go home. Okay? Is it a blessing? Are you excited about it? God bless you. So you can go back to your seats as soon as we close. Come to this corner there. Please, if you don't see me, don't go home. You may be seated. It's time for the communion
8: Take, eat, this is my body Which was broken for you Drink, this is my blood Which was shed for you Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood Has eternal life oh, For my flesh is meat indeed And my blood is drinking indeed. Oh, oh, the cup of blessing which we bless it's the communion of the blood of Christ the bread which we break it's the communion of the body of Christ oh this is the holy meal the meal of God
2: oh oh, oh,
8: it will sustain you it will make you whole it will give you when I see the blood when I see the blood oh, 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 oh yeah, yeah I will pass over you mm-hmm. oh, yeah. when I see the blood oh, oh, oh yeah oh, oh. I will pass over you Today you hold in your hand a supernatural meal, the communion of the bread, the communion of the wine. Oh, this is the bread which came down from heaven. Take my flesh and eat and you will have life. every the enemy cannot touch you i manifest myself to you when i see the
10: blood
8: oh yeah,
10: i will pass over you hallelujah now number numbers chapter 5 When you eat something, blessings and curses are often transmitted through what you eat or drink. Did you know that? In Numbers chapter 5, verse 11, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, If a man's wife go aside and commit a trespass, and a man lie with her carnally, and it be hid from the eyes of the husband, And she is taken And the spirit of jealousy comes over him Verse 15 Then you shall bring the man His wife The man shall bring his wife to the priest Amen And bring the offering for her Alright And uncover And set the woman And uncover her head And put the offering Which is the jealousy offering And the priest shall have in his hand the bitter water that causeth the curse. And the priest shall charge her by an oath and say to the woman, If no man hath lain with thee, Are you there? And if thou hast not gone aside, Be thou free from this bitter water that causeth the curse. Are you understanding but if thou hast gone aside to another instead of thy husband, and if thou be defiled, and so man has lain with thee beside thine husband, then the priest shall charge the woman with an oath of cursing. And the Lord make thee a curse and an oath among thy people. When the Lord doth make thy thigh to rot and thy belly to swell. Verse 22. And this water That causeth the curse Shall go into thy bowels To make thy belly to swell And to thy thigh to rot And the woman shall say Amen, Amen Verse 24 And it shall cause the woman to drink The bitter water that causeth the curse And the water that causeth the curse Shall enter into her And become bitter and he shall take the offering and wave and verse 27 and when he hath made her to drink the water it shall come to pass that if she be defiled and have done that treasure the water that causes the curse shall enter into her and become bitter and her belly shall swell and her thigh shall rot and the woman shall be a curse so curses are transmitted by Drinking things That's what the Bible says The cup of blessing The cup of blessing Which we bless Amen The cup of blessing Which we bless Is it not the communion Of the blood So in this case The cup What we are going to drink Is a blessing But a way, That is why You know My father-in-law When he was alive He He, he He never ate or drank anything in his hometown. If he goes, he will never eat. He will never drink. And he will take your water, take your food, take your everything. Never drink there. And there are places you shouldn't eat and drink. Because a way things are transmitted is through what you drink. So when the priest wanted to transmit a curse to the woman has well, gone aside from her husband, you, you give her a certain water to drink. If she drinks it, the curse will enter into her. So the communion is, is like a transmission of blessings. I'll give you something to eat. And I'll give you something to drink. And that's what the Bible calls the cup of blessing which we bless. Is it not the communion of the blood of Christ and the bread which we break? Is it not the communion So today as we take this bread And we drink We are going to drink into a blessing Every curse you have drank this week Is neutralized by this blessing Stand to your feet Father We lift up the blessing of this meal Let it turn into a blessing For everybody that eats it a mighty blessing. Any poison in our bodies, any death in our lives is neutralized by this meal that we receive today in the name of Jesus. The communion and the body of Jesus Christ. The body of Jesus. the drink I'm giving you a blessing to drink may this turn into the blood of Jesus and may this drink supernaturally enter you and cause blessings to dissipate and to spread throughout your being whatever represents a curse in your life is neutralized by this powerful blessing which you are about to drink.
7: The blood of Jesus Christ.
10: Lift your hands. Be fully joined to the body of Christ. Anything that separates you from the body of Christ, let it be accursed. May you be fully fused into the body of Jesus Christ. May you receive of his life. May your life be extended. May mercy be granted you. In the name of Jesus Christ Whatever you have done wrong Whatever represents a sin Whatever you have failed to do May you receive forgiveness now May you receive mercy now May it be wiped away now In the name of Jesus Whatever shortens lives whatever shortens lives I rebuke it in your life in Jesus name whatever cuts short days whatever cuts short weeks whatever cuts short years in the name of Jesus it is cancelled from your life in the name of Jesus let me hear your loudest amen I see your head being lifted up above the clouds, above the sorrow, above the disappointments. You will never be disappointed in this life. Every storm will make you better. Every shower, every river, every wind that blows in your life is turning out for your good from today in the name of Jesus. Let me hear the loudest amen Let me hear the loudest amen The grace of God The grace of God The help of God Is over your life I speak life into your life I speak victory into your life I command the series of victories in your life Rise up in faith And walk on in faith In the name of Jesus Now every step you have taken That is a bad step I reverse it now in Jesus name Every decision you have taken That is a bad decision By the power of God I overturn that decision Your decisions are purified I say your decisions are purified By the blood of Jesus Now lift your hand. I plead the blood, 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 the blood of Jesus over the children, over the family, over the house, over the church, the blood of Jesus, over the cars, over the houses, over the planes, over every journey, over every situation. I command and declare and plead the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. Just everybody speak the blood of Jesus over your life. Speak the blood of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lift your hands. Jesus, thank you. you. For good news awaits us. A week of good news. A year of good news. Good tidings. Our phones will ring with good news. Our phones will receive good messages. Our heart will not be frightened when our phones ring. In the name of Jesus, receive a series of victories. Receive a series of victories. Let me hear your loudest, amen. Let me hear your loudest, I receive it. Let me hear your loudest, I receive it. it. Give the Lord a shout of praise. God bless
1: you. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Daguerre Mills, please visit our website at www.dagiwoodmills.org. God richly bless you.
0: Jess, it's happening.